Welcome to the worst nightmare of all. Reality. Explore the lesser-known stories of our unknown world. Join the pursuit of the paranormal with Ash and Greg. Hey Greg, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. Did you have a fun festive period? Yeah, it was okay. Working a lot, so I didn't get much chance to to do much. I was working so late on New Year's Eve, and I was back in New Year's Day morning, so I think I fell asleep at half ten New Year's Eve. And I woke up for the fireworks and I went back to bed. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it wasn't too, not, not too much going on. What about you? Yeah, I don't really do much on New Year's Eve anymore. So, quite one in. And, yeah, heard all the fireworks going off from about 10 o'clock till about mm, 2 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. And, um, which I get because it's been a strange couple of years. People are letting loose a little bit. And then, yeah, my, my youngest, not my youngest at all, my eldest daughter, she was out in Oxford City till about 2 a.m. <laughs> so, so I'm nice. way up for, for her. So, yeah, it's um, dad stuff now, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But did you, did you have a good festive break? Because for people... We listen to the podcast. We've still been putting out the episodes. However, we're fortunate enough that we're able to at least have a few days, a few days break. Yeah, <laughs> over the festive period. So, yeah, now we're back at it with the first episode of twenty twenty two. I know, I know, I can't believe that. So this is actually, when you think about it, this is the third year we're broadcasting in. So we had twenty twenty first few episodes 2021 all of last year and now 2022 so we're actually in our third separate year of broadcasting that's crazy to say like that (laughs) so yeah we've we've got some big things hopefully um which we've discussed previously so yeah hopefully it'll be a nice busy busy year again for us yeah lots lots planned like you say Mm. down the pipeline yeah yeah definitely and what we will do at the start of every month is give a shout out to those that have supported us in the various ways in the previous month. Yes. So obviously last month we launched our Buy Me A Coffee campaign, our yes. merch store, which has been <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, that's been insane. <laughs> um, and yeah, so yeah, so this month shout outs. Do you want to go ahead with them, Greg? Yeah, so like a big shout out to Nick. Nick has been supporting us from day one as well, but Nick has been um, supporting us even more since we've launched all the other bits. So thank you very much, Nick. Um, but Jamie, Brenda, Mike, Kev, Lee, Andy, and Kelly um, have been supporting us loads, um, and it does mean a lot. And we we although some people may not and there are others but some people message us as well and say that they don't even want to be named on the, the mm. podcast yeah um for various reasons so to those people you know who you are thank you very much and for the ones we've just named again thank you so much for yeah and if you want to be on our next shout out in february then you can support us on buy me coffee at buymecoffee.com forward slash paranormal pod all the links on our link tree as well, which is linktree.com forward slash pursuit the panel. Brilliant. But yeah, thanks again, guys. So this our first episode of 2022. We are doing something a bit similar to what we've done before. Because in fact, one of our earlier episodes, um, I think it was around February time or March last year, we did yeah. an episode which where we sort of highlighted some of the famous people that have had UFO sightings that they've talked about in interviews and documentaries and it was one of our most popular episodes yes it was uh, uh, which is throughout like the whole last year it's always been up there as one of the most listened to episodes and we had uh Robbie williams john lennon muhammad ali quite a few big names sean Ryder, kim wilde steven spielberg yeah tom delange and uh, a couple of others yeah in that episode so far it's a popular episode 
And especially recently, it's been a lot more the sort of newer celebrities mm. that I've been talking about. So I thought we'd do another episode where we got some audio clips of some celebrities and famous people recounting their UFO experiences. Some of these I've not heard of. We've also been looking at into who they are, and they are pretty popular, pretty popular it, people. It's weird because we, the ones that I didn't know, you knew, and the ones that you didn't know, I did. Yeah. So it's, yeah, <laughs> a strange one. Um, yeah, and the reason I I think it's important that celebrities. I mean, you hear again, like in the last episode when we did this, you hear when, especially when it's interviews that are in front of an audience, there's the laughter from the crowd. Mm-hmm. There's still that sort of playful side. People think because they are, it's like Saturday night television or whatever. People, it's for entertainment. They do sort of make a little bit of a yeah. joke of it, even if the actual story is genuine. But I think it's for that reason that it's important that these people are talking about their experiences. So it allows other people to then, like, it's not just me. If these can come out in the papers and say, this has happened, and they're willing to look, like, to take on that ridicule by being in the paper, because they know it's going to get tabloids and dress and stuff when they talk about it. Yeah. In fact, you've seen the Daily Star today. No. So Daily Star in the UK, front cover is how there are lizard aliens ruling the planet. That's old news. <laughs> so I've got I've got a very strange story to tell you about that. So yeah, so reptilians. I I follow David Icke, or used to, not so much recently. Um, but some of his stories lean towards lizard people controlling the the world's elite and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I was um, I, I bought the dogs and. I was listening to radio, Radio 5 Live. They had a caller on, and it was some guy from America. Talk, I, don't, I can't even remember what he was talking about now. But at the end of the, the interview, they said, like, goodbye to him, and he's like, bye-bye. And all of a sudden he said, the Queen's a lizard. <laughs> and I was, somebody who must have been walking past me must have wondered what the hell was going on, because I was literally <laughs> laughing my head off. And it was the funniest thing. It was just random. The person was just like, um, okay. <laughs> and didn't know what to say to that. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people believe that reptilians do. Uh, and funny enough, we've actually spoke to somebody who has talked about reptilians um, being one of the race of people. That was Philip Kinsella was talking about yep. uh, reptilians as a, a species. So yeah, who knows? Who knows, indeed. But the Daily Star isn't wouldn't be my normal go-to for highbrow stuff and factual stuff, to be fair. But all press is good press, I say. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> no such thing as bad press. I think that's what I said. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good one. I'll check that out later. Anyway, so, celebrities. Celebrities. Um, yeah, because we, when we look at our demographics, because on our hosting podcast hosting, we can see like genders, ages, locations of the listeners. Yep. And only 2% of our listeners are aged between 18 and 22 years old. This increases a little bit for ages 23, 27 is 5%, but still pretty low. So only 7% of our listeners are aged between 18 and 27. So that 10-year generation. Yeah. 77% of the listeners are aged between 35 to 60. My group. Your group. Not not quite my group yet. <laughs> <laughs> not too far off, but I'm not quite in it yet. Um, which is fine, which is just how it is. Obviously, we thank every single one of you for listening. But obviously, for the future of this topic, for ufology, yeah. for the paranormal, you have to engage younger people. Yeah. Like, like the sports, sports clubs do, they target young kids, do cheaper tickets, free stuff for kids, get them involved, so then they then grow up to be a lifelong support of that club and give all that money back over the years. Yeah. And it's no different with stuff like this. You need to get younger people involved mm-hmm. to grow. And also you get fresh ideas, you get different things that people know you're not thought of yeah. coming through. Um, so I guess it, it if people, some of these celebrities that we're going to talk about today, if they get one extra person that's eight, between 18 and 27 to just even think about it because I might have even thought about it before. Like it's just not been on their radar. 
they're like, oh, they've seen something unusual. And they look at they do go search, look into it, and then it's just that first sort of getting that how so when you ask the question, how did you get interested in ufology or interested in the paranormal? Mine was UFO sighting. Someone else's might be, I heard my favourite singer talking about it. And that's just one of the ways that people get reached. It's interesting because I don't think there's ever been a time when there's been more UFO stuff on TV. Like Netflix has got loads of UFO films. You've got all the documentaries, all stuff about Skinwalker. You've got all these kind of programs. So I don't think there's ever been a time. You've got Facebook where there's thousands of pages about UFOs. A lot of stuff is well we've discussed, but... I don't think there's ever time when there's been so much information about UFOs out there mm. yet. Not as, yeah, demo, like you said, the demographic is is geared and weighted more towards the older older generation. So, yeah, celebrities definitely do play that part. Yeah, so I just sort of touched on the diversity side of things as well. We, have, we actually have quite an even split between the genders. Yes. Uh, it's like 48% male, 48% female. And then a couple of percent non-binary or other yes. gender. Um, and the Shallows of Your Mind magazine from Dave Partridge, his latest issue, which you can you just look up Shadows of Your Mind magazine, he did a big feature on like women in ufology. Yeah. And all women researchers, women investigators. because uh, again, when you look at like typically it is a male dominated field, like ninety-five percent of it is male. Um, so I think he, that's a really good feature that he did just looking at the females that are involved in this research and so that people are probably not heard of. So you can go check out that article. It's in that magazine. I've actually got two articles in that magazine, so you can also read them right there. That's kind of, that's uh, a shameless plug. Put that little plug in there. <laughs> <laughs> but you can go read about all these female um, so Why do you think it is? Why do you, why do you think there's so few female do you think it's because it historically it has been male that it's it's just difficult to to get because you've got the people that are on the the circuit as it were like the people like Nick Pope all those kind of people that are just like these top names all the time and they they all tend to be male that it's just difficult to break break through or I think so yeah because you've got probably Leslie Keane. Yeah, I can't really think. I feel like that might be sort of a well-known name. Yeah, uh, Linda Molson Howe. I leave my actual feelings towards her on the side, but <laughs> she's a, a name that people have probably heard of. Apart from that, whereas with like men, you can just get yeah. off the names, and just keep going. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, maybe, like, maybe, maybe like you say, it's just the barrier that I think women face in general. Um, it's just always been a male-dominated world, and that's just yeah. comes across at this side as well. Although, yeah. on the flip side, on the sort of more paranormal side of it, when you think of like mediums mm-hmm. and ghosts sort of side of paranormal, it seems to be more women involved. Yeah, absolutely. In that that's, side. Yeah, strange. So a lot of the paranormal groups uh, and pages on Facebook all run by women. Um, a lot of the live feeds that you see, a lot of the groups are run by women. It's a definitely like in the group that I'm in, there's it's 50 50 split basically. So, yes, it's interesting. Maybe women are more susceptible emotionally to like spirituality. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why. Yeah. I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. why that. And I, I suppose some of like even Hollywood, a lot of the lead actors are male in a lot of the, the bigger films for whatever reason. So maybe it's just society in general is, is forcing that. And as well, I mean, don't think it needs to be said, but it's it's pretty much a whitewash as well. Yeah. Even when you talk about the female researchers, it's it's white Europeans or white Americans. Yeah. Um, it's very, very, very few non-white. Yeah. Be that it's on that documentaries or being interviewed mm-hmm. or anything. It's, yeah. So again, I think it's just trying to get more diverse because you want, especially if you want this to be taken mainstream, you have to get yes. all parts of the community mm-hmm. involved and interested. Whereas it's just going to be white men, then he's yeah. cut yeah, out too much of society. Yeah, no, absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. So, yeah, 
I suppose the question is, how do you engage these more diverse parts yeah. of society? Yeah, I mean, we can, us as a podcast, we can we can reach out to more people. And we do, we do reach out to a lot of people um, from all different backgrounds. Um, it's just the, the responses we get from people uh, and we go with people who respond to us. So um, it's, it's difficult. It is a challenge, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, maybe like say these, these celebrities coming out help sort of push 100%. the narrative a little bit to 100%. just get in that interest. And then you send these these young people are looking for more information. They come on the right sites yes. and get the right information. Yes, because there's a lot of disinformation out there, which I think is another part of the problem. Yes, it is. People don't know what to believe on online. So, why is you a new coming in like? If anything that's happened just in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. like it's hard to keep up when you like I'm involved in it every single day, and it's still hard to keep up with yeah. everything that's going on. Yeah, so I imagine it's a bit of a, a bit of a head fuck. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> There's no other way of putting it, really. So. But yeah, no, it is. It is such a. There's probably so much out there now that you wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah, celebrities are the way the way forward. That some people are going to get into it for definite. And it's a good way of almost some kind of acceptance of the subject. You've got some of the celebrities that we mentioned earlier that I've talked about in the past and people that we're going to talk about this time. Again, it's, it's, if they're relevant to that age group, they're the ones that are going to help for definite. Because yeah. there's no point, like John Lennon isn't going to push the, the UFO narrative for anybody under the age of 40 for example yeah, even yeah. 50 it's, yeah. it's kind of like um yeah Muhammad Ali is probably people who've never even heard of him so um yeah that's me it, half it, it's less than everyone <laughs> oh fucker cross off, cross off. <laughs> but it's true like but then you've got the people like Tom Delonge that we've spoken we've spoke about on the last um celebrity UFO one and he's definitely more relevant, more current. The people that go on like Joe Rogan podcasts, people of all ages listen to Joe Rogan. And, and you've got people like Jeremy Corbell, for example. I know he's not necessarily a celebrity, but he is somebody who's relevant to younger people that's pushing like the new new sort of push of, of UFO. So yeah, celebrities, definitely the way forward to bring in the younger generation. Yeah. So we'll what we do the most clips of between one and two minutes so we'll play the clip and we'll really discuss each one so yeah. of what what they've seen and what what it could be so the first one is Aaron Rodgers who is a American NFL quarterback for the Green Bay Packers one of the more popular I think NFL stars that a lot of people in the UK would will know yeah so he was on the Pat McAfee podcast I'm assuming it's a sports podcast. Anyway, he was a guest on there, and he talked about his UFO sighting, which was this. Anyway, long before this happened, 15 years ago, and I told this story on the Nerdist podcast with Pete Holmes, comedian friend of mine, Um, but I told a story about how I was in New Jersey with a teammate of mine, Steve Levy, and Steve has been asked, after I shared this uh, on the podcast five years ago or so, He's been asked to verify my story, and thankfully he did. Um, Steve. But it was him and his brother at their house in Jersey, and in, uh, we saw a, a crazy thing in the sky that uh, filled up most of the vantage point that we had. Uh, it was a snowy night. It was orange and moving in the clouds from, uh, from left to right. And the bizarre part that associated, that was attached to it was, that after it went out of sight and we were frozen looking at each other wondering what the hell just happened, we, about 30 seconds after that, we heard fighter jets. And you know if you've seen a, f- a flyover or you watch Top Gun or you've you know, oh, yeah. been to an air show, you know what that sounds like, the sound of a plane zipping by. Um, it's un- you know undeniable. And there were three of them that seemed to be chasing whatever this was. Oh, my um, God. I'm so jealous. And after that, I really got into researching that because we had this story that we couldn't explain. It wasn't in the papers the next day. It wasn't in the papers the day after that. That was never really talked about. And so it was just something that I 
definitely got into and was interested more in and done some research over the years. Uh, had some other interesting experiences as well, but that was probably the most uh, vivid and uh, expansive uh, interaction that uh, never got uh, talked about or explained. Well, so what's interesting about that is obviously the fighter jets came over. Yeah. 30 minutes later. I mean, a lot of people, that, I mean, that happens. You see quite a lot of that where people will say they saw something and then 10 minutes later there's a police helicopter flying past the same area. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's related to what was seen. No, very true. But if it, it, he said there's like three jets went over. Three fighter so, jets. Yeah. I suppose you'd have to wonder why it's 30 minutes because that's quite a long time unless they scrambled from somewhere a bit further away, but... Um, Say so it was in New Jersey, so you imagine there's the fast response around New York and all that. Area. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, pretty interesting. It's sort of, like, as well interesting where he's, he's tried to find out what it was. Like, yeah. he's been looking in the papers for the next couple of days. He's tried to research online. Mm-hmm. It's basically saw something he's not just, like, say there's an anecdote. He's gone looking to, like, I've seen something. I want to know what it was, and he's never been able to, to find out what it was. Yeah. And also talking about relevance of the the person doing the sighting, he's NFL. So NFL in America is like Premier League footballers in this country, in the UK. They have a lot of sway over all people, but primarily the younger kids look up to these footballers and uh, NFL footballers as like absolute heroes. So yeah, especially Aaron Rodgers as well. You see, yes, I mean, it's <laughs> there was so point things. I'm a Chicago Bears fan, and I just wish that Packers didn't have Rodgers because he has just destroyed us so many times. <laughs> and, like, so you want anyone that's you're behind and you need someone to pull something out of the bag, you want Aaron Rodgers because he is literally like one of the best that there's, there's been. Is there stuff you don't know about? Because I know nothing about NFL. No, I'm quite a big NFL fan. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to see it quite a few times over at Wembley and when it's come yeah. over. Uh, seen, see the Bears at Wembley and like, Dolphins and the Jaguars and stuff. They come over every year pretty much. So go once a year at least. Uh. So that, that that in effect as well, that's a, a worldwide um, reach for somebody of his stature. He's, he's got the global audience. So. Yeah, definitely. You think the Super Bowl, like just... Mm. How big the Super Bowl? Even if people don't yep. like the NFL, they watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. Or they yep. want to know who won or they watch the halftime show or whatever. Yes. People yeah. generally have some interest in. Yeah. The Super absolutely. Bowl. Yeah. So that's that's actually a really good celebrity UFO sighting or experience for definite. We could see if he does anymore. Sort of. Maybe after he retires, he might, you know, become a UFO researcher. It's difficult because these guys, their reputation and image is everything. So for them, for somebody to come out and publicly say something that isn't necessarily why it probably is more widely accepted now than it it was, but that's still a big, could be a career changer for some people. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting one. I think that's that's a really good, a really good find that one. So this next one is uh, Chris Colfer, who is actor, singer, and more recently a author. He's best known for playing Kurt on Glee. Yes, which is where I'm a big fan of him from. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he was on the Jimmy Fallon show. So again, it's a bit, bit of a couple of little jokes in there, but the it's a genuine sight. And then there's a video. We obviously can't see the video on the podcast, but we put the video on Facebook because on Instagram yeah. because Chris Colfer recorded his sighting. Wow. Um, so I'll just play the audio now. You had an experience with a UFO. Yes, I did. I did, yes. Um, Wh- so, walk me through it. What, what, did you, what, did you know that you were going to have this experience? I did you- not know, as many people don't. Um, but, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm a huge alien, uh, paranormal conspiracist. That's like my hobby. It's like, I, I love that more than anything else in the world. Yeah. And I was just, I was in the middle of Hollywood, um, and I was walking down Santa Monica Boulevard. Nighttime, daytime. Daytime. Middle, middle of the day. Daytime UFO. Daytime, daytime UFO. Yeah. Um, and, um, so it, uh, I, I just saw this thing hovering in the sky and I remember looking up thinking like, this can't be real. Like, like, I want this too much, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, is- you know, like, like. <laughs> 
there's, there's, like, yeah, come on. Yeah, there's, there's no, and so, so I, I whipped out my camera and, and it was, it was, it was like a cylinder shape and it was, it was not moving with the wind. It was moving kind of like, kind of like, almost like a dog's tail, just like this, this hovering, you know, several hundred like feet above the top. Yeah. So it's it, like almost uh, missile-like. Missile, yes, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. And it was, it was very, um, it was, it, it wasn't a balloon because it was very bottom heavy. Anyway, but yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I caught a video of it and, um, and yeah, I think we have it. Oh, again, Jimmy Fallon, massive program. Chris Colfer, yeah. massive celebrity. And Glee is a global phenomena. So it definitely ticks are like the relevance for the younger people as well. I think everybody's heard of Glee. Yeah, I think it's probably, um, probably more my age show when it was on. So I was huge into Glee. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably, I don't know, 13, 14 years ago. Yeah, I think it was. It's still it's still talked about a lot though, um, as a program. And obviously, Jimmy Fallon is um, is huge, absolutely huge. He's got a ride of his own at Universal Studios. Is he? Yeah, yeah, I've been on that a couple of times in Florida. Um, yeah, so he's he's huge. Anyway, um, and like you say, there's a few laughs in there. Um, where they've made light a, a little bit, but not too bad actually. I cut I've... out I cut out some of uh, stuff that wasn't really relative to what he's actually talking about. Ah, okay, <laughs> um, that wasn't really needed. But yeah, so but well, yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was interesting that Chris, because I didn't know he had like an interest in paranormal and aliens um, till this till I yeah. watch watch this interview. So that's quite interesting as well. But he's, he's an author. I think it's kids' books that he's sort of doing. Uh, yeah, it's, um, but I'm pretty sad to him to see real on the podcast as well. Yeah. Knowing that he has his like, sort of lifelong interest in yeah. him. It's like finally he saw this UFO. Interesting when he's talking about wanting it too much. And he couldn't, couldn't believe it as well because he's wanted it so much. But at least he got a video footage of it. Yeah, Christ. He's one of the, one of the few people... Um, like we've said before, a lot of people have sightings and don't don't capture anything. So to to have some kind of evidence or footage to back up what you're saying, that's fantastic. The daytime that, that, as well, and that adds weight to to the credibility of his sighting massively. Yeah, yeah, and it's only the one sighting he's had. Like with myself, like yeah, I've had like hog interest. I've only ever had one sighting. I don't, I'm like, I'm not, we have, like, people have signs every night. Yes. And, like, and some people can view that negatively. Yeah. I think, like, you can't possibly be seeing UFOs this often every night. I mean, but some people do. Yeah. So I think in terms of this case, it does, like, say a bit more credibility that he's always had this interested. And I was like, finally, I saw something unusual. Yeah. Whether, it is, whether it can be explained or not, whatever, he's had this sighting and he's managed to get it on video. And it was good for him to, to have that experience. Yeah, definitely, definitely. No, I like that one. That was a really good one. So this next one is from Kesha, who I think is a singer. Female singer, yeah. Female and she, singer. She's been interviewed on Fresh 102.7 in the States. Fresh 102.7. We know that there are UFOs on the cover of the new album. Yeah, they're, they're kind of everywhere. When you get the packaging, you'll see them coming. Oh, oh I everywhere. thought you meant like now. <laughs> oh, well, well, they are everywhere also currently. Because you didn't just you can't see, see them. Some I did, something? yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, Where? so, what? okay. I go camping a lot. That's like my favorite thing. So part of like my inspiration, I think for especially the album art, and you'll see for even more of the album art, I'm not going to give away too much, but has been that I like had an experience with UFO when I was in Joshua Tree and I was camping and we we're just like sitting on a rock and all of a sudden there were fireballs in the sky. And for the longest time, my boyfriend and I were just sitting there and we we're just looking at them. And like, we were trying to figure out like all these like really rational reasons. So at least you had a witness. No, right? and he's very rational, very <laughs> rational guy. And I was like, am I just like, are you seeing this? And he was like, yeah, I'm seeing it. And I was like, because like, I could definitely just, I don't know. Am I, am I just making, is it? Right, right. Yeah, mind blown. Am I just, and he was like, no, 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 there are like fireballs in the sky. And so 
we were like looking up online if there was some sort of art festival that where there were fake UFOs or like a Government mountain or yeah. something that had fires on them that could look. We did everything that we could think of that could be like a rational explanation for these like fireballs in the sky. And then, and then they like went away and then we kind of forgot about them. So yeah, what I like about that one is like she, she's got her album cover features UFOs on it and because she's had these sightings. That's her album Rainbow for anybody who wants to Google that. Um, yeah, interesting. And I like the fact that there's somebody else there, her boyfriend, they searched online to see if there was any art festivals in the area to see what was going on. Yeah, so like Aaron Rodgers is sort of mm. using a bit of critical thinking, trying to find like in her words, a rational explanation. Yes. For what this are. Which again just lends some credibility to Absolutely. Rather than just saying, oh, I saw this thing in the sky and it it blew my mind. She's actually did say it blew her mind, but had tried to rationalise it. Yeah, like you say. Brilliant. I like that one. And Kesha, again, very um high profile celebrity, not so much in the last couple of years. But definitely, she's done a song with Pitbull, so I don't know what that says about her. But, um, yeah, I, newer celebrities are doing these, having these conversations, so that's, that's pushing it forward, which is great. I like so, that one. So I'm talking about newer celebrities that mm. have sort of been in headlines quite a lot with UFO yes. sightings. Um, obviously, Demi Lovato has been in quite a lot. Yeah, with their sightings and their sort of thoughts on the topic. I decided not to include any of their sort of thoughts, but one yeah. that sort of came out around the same time was Demi, was Miley Cyrus. Again, probably not as big as she was a couple of years ago. No, um, no. Definitely not quite as outrageous as she used to be. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but this, um, I know her dad as well, Billy Ray Cyrus, he's also had experiences. Yeah. Um, I couldn't find a decent enough clip of him talking about it to use, but he, again, well known in his own right as a singer, mm-hmm. especially in the States, yeah. uh, country, yeah. country singer. Massive, absolutely massive. So again, just again, so him and his daughter Miley both had these experiences. So, but this one is a little bit different because this is was an interview that she did for a written magazine, actually called Interview Magazine. Uh, so and it's this um, Clever News YouTube channel that actually just read Miley's words from the interview. So it's not her talking, it's her words being spoken by Clever News. These aliens seem to be targeting all of Hollywood. While speaking with Interview Magazine, Miley recalled a time when she and her friends were followed by a UFO while driving at night and at one point even made eye contact with an alien. She said, quote, I was driving through San Bernardino with my friend and I got chased down by some sort of UFO. I'm pretty sure about what I saw. Miley went into further detail adding, the best way to describe it is a flying snowplow. It had this big plow in the front and it was glowing yellow. I did see it flying and my friend saw it too. I just have to say that the fact that this doesn't even phase most of us out due to the monstrosity of everything else that happened this year is slightly alarming. But anyway, one thing you should probably know is that Miley did end up admitting that before seeing the UFO, she had quote, bought a weed wax from a guy in a van in front of a taco shop, explaining that it could have been the weed wax. (laughs) But according to her, more likely than not, it was an actual alien. One reason why Miley was so sure was because she also added that even other cars stopped to observe the flying object, and clearly not everyone on the road was under the influence. Even more bizarre was when Miley added that she saw a being sitting in front of the flying object and that they had locked eyes. She said, it looked at me and we made eye contact. And I think that's what really shook me, looking into the eyes of something that I couldn't quite wrap my head around. I was shaking for like five days. It f***ed me up. I couldn't really look at the sky the same. I thought they might come back. So there's a little bit to unwrap with this one. Um, yeah. Obviously, obviously by one admission, she'd had a bit of weed. Yeah. Uh, before, how about does weed make you see things? I've never really done it. No. This is like LSD or something. I'd be like, from personal experience, really? I would say no. Yeah, it's it may adjust your thoughts a bit, but I wouldn't have thought. Mm. Well, I from my experience, no uh, hallucinations. But 
Interesting. She was quite specific on what it looked like or was able to sort of give a, a like a rational object. So she said like a snowplow, yeah. the front of a snowplow. It's quite interesting because although we don't have so much of snow plowing in the UK, we, in all the American films and that, you see the snow plows and yeah. Simpsons, you see the snow plows. So I've got an Mr. idea plow. in my head. Yeah, Mr. Plow, yeah. <laughs> so I know um, I have that image in my head. And the fact that she said other people stopped yeah. to, to, to view it. It must be quite close to say that she saw an occupant and locked eyes. Yeah. Now, that bit it. to me is a bit, I don't know. I would have thought that would have to be quite low down, wouldn't it? For you to be able to see an occupant and lock eyes with each other. Definitely, uh, yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But one thing that the, the guy that was reporting it said, which is quite interesting, is that this sort of stuff coming out, because this is, I think this is either early 2021 or late 2020, I think, when this is all sort of made sort of made the mainstream news. And he said that because everything else that's going on, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, someone's so an alien. It's not really like notable because everything else that's going on is so crazy with everything that's happened the last couple of years. It's not that big of a deal. People, it's just like, oh, something else has happened. Mm-hmm. Maybe if there wasn't, yeah. this wasn't happening with COVID, there may be more attention. Like with the uh, with the other stuff I've come out of make with the task force report and the creation of this office and the videos being confirmed as real UFO videos from the yeah from Pen- from the Pentagon. Yeah. Because they buried that right at the start of the pandemic in April twenty twenty. Yeah. And they said, Yeah, these videos are real, they are videos. They are by all accounts UFOs who don't know what they are. Yeah. That was buried as the pandemic was at its sort of biggest news really in, in April when all the lockdowns were starting, things happening. So it was buried in the news and sort of like, so what I'm saying is that people aren't paying as much attention as they might have done if everything else wasn't happening. Are you saying that disclosure is happening and the pandemic is being used as a way for covering up disclosure? That sounds to me like what you're saying. Could be, could be choosing, that's why they're choosing now to do it. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. could have orchestrated the whole thing to release it, but more likely that they're just using it because it's happening. Mm-hmm. Well, now's a good time to do it. Let's do it now while the while the oh, shit's hitting the fan. Yeah, let's yeah. get let's get on page eleven, not page one of the, the newspapers. Uh, it's definitely a good time to get bad news or different news out, wasn't it? It's definite. But again, Miley, fully relevant, young audience, young kids, lover. Um, I've followed her on Disney. Uh, I imagine all of the the reruns are still showing on um, the Disney Channel for her show, and I can't remember. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana, that's it. I should know. I had to enjoy years of that. Um, but And Billy Ray Cyrus actually in that as well. Yeah. So there's, I think there'll always be this young audience growing up with her, and then for her to come out and say stuff like that, will resonate with some people. Definitely a high-profile site in there. The next one mm. is a rapper from Chicago uh, by yes. the name of Lupe Fiasco. Yes, indeed. And he was a guest on the Big Boys Neighbourhood Morning Show. I think that's another podcast-type show. Yeah. Um, and this is him retelling his story. I feel... You feel? Because I, I, like, there's no way to prove it, yeah. right. right? But when I was 11, I definitely had... An, uh, extra worldly experience mm-hmm. what you know? yeah what was left behind Lupe? i had got like a scar on the bottom of my like ankle like and you don't know where it came from i don't know where it came from i never had surgery remember? there i've never remember falling there i've done mm. martial arts my whole life the whole thing it could be something from and that was but. this yeah. when you were in chicago Chicago. Oh yeah. man, those things happen all the time. You remember <laughs> like leaving yeah. one night and coming back and waking up? He was like, eleven. No, no. Happens? What it was was I remember I was uh, and this one we was kind of poor, right? So it was like uh, the me and my cousin, right? He was laying, he was head to foot in the bed, right? Mm-hmm. And the way I was laying, I could look out the window, and Oof. I remember. She said, Oof. I remember, I remember like waking up and just being like shocked, like I was surrounded by all this like electricity, mm-hmm. and I was trying to call and wake my cousin up and, and roll couldn't? out to bed and I couldn't move right 
And then it was just, I seen all this blue, like, guests surrounded by, like, this blue electricity. It's really weird, right? Mm -hmm. And then, so you would think, okay, uh, you know, it's electric shock. I'm trying to move, and mm -hmm. I'm really getting shocked. I really feel it. Like, ah, I'm getting shocked. So I look out. So it stops, and I look out the window, and I see, a, a like, a black disc fly down no. in front of the window, sits there, then flies out. And it's, it's, it's like, maybe 7, 7 in the morning. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like a night thing. It was mm -hmm. like this black disc flew down and flew off into the thing. Yeah, and there's a couple more things there to wonder about. Obviously, he was said he was 11 at the time, so quite young. Yeah. And I think we spoke about how the brain remembers things differently when you're remembering things that happened in the past. Yeah. But he has a scar that he doesn't know where it that came was from. definitely an interesting point. Um, yeah, abductees do sometimes or frequently um, say that they've got strange marks on their bodies and don't know how they've got them. And the, they're saying that he was like in some sort of electric shock mm. type state, lay on the bed, looking out the window, which again is a bit unusual. Mm -hmm. And there's something that's commonly reported again with UFO and other paranormal things. I mean, obviously, it could be sleep paralysis, yeah, uh, which can cause obviously them sort of feelings and being able, unable to move and seeing things that aren't there. So you've seen, he looked out the window and could see the black disc yeah. coming down. Um, but it is interesting, cause like, these things aren't isolation. So you've got the scar, you've got this electric shock type feeling and yeah. seeing this disc all at the same time, or the same yeah. sort of day yeah. as in the morning. Yeah, it could, could be related. But the he said it happened at like seven o'clock in the morning as well, rather than sort of overnight. So it's definitely, um, you'd probably be sort of more alert in the morning, maybe than the middle of the night, if you woke up and had sort of some kind of sleep paralysis. Interesting though. I like that one. I do like that one. And the kind of sort of the world of the rapper is quite a, um, from like lyrics on songs and stuff, it's quite an alpha kind of environment it's quite a lot of bravado and hmm. uh, toughness so for somebody to come out who's in that kind of circle and say yeah i was just i saw a black disc and i've got scars on my body afterwards and i was in like shock um it's quite a it's quite a big statement to make i would say based on on that group or circle of artists hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's what you sort of hear them talk no. about. So, yeah. I like that. And that was quite detailed as well. Even though it was quite short, there was quite a lot of information, like you said, to unwrap on that. So, yeah. So these next two we've got. So first up, we've got a bit older, a bit more, probably a bit more your generation, these next two. Oh, Maybe I'm the one after this one might be a bit older than that. I don't know. So I didn't know who she was. But anyway, the first one, you know, out of these two, yeah, is actually quite come back into a bit more relevance with the release of the latest Ghostbusters. Yeah, uh, well, this is Dan Aykroyd on the Joe Rogan experience. And I've had four sightings myself, quite vivid. The first one was in Martha's Vineyard. It was four in the morning. Uh, I got up to take a leak on the balcony there, and I looked up in the sky, and about a hundred thousand feet up, I saw two glowing discs flying in echelon formation. You saw this. I saw this. How old were you? I was. Uh, I was. I'm in my thirties. Yeah. And so I, go, I look up and I see these things and they're moving, man. They're going from horizon to horizon, 20,000 miles an hour. And I, I, I've been in an F-5. I've had it in my hands. I've been in a B-25. I know helicopters. I know aviation. I know meteoric bolides. I know what's not a meteor and what is. I know what's a helicopter and what is. I know what's the moon and Venus. Two glowing, glowing round objects, 100,000 feet maybe 20,000 miles an hour they're doing because they went across the sky like just in a zigzag formation. So if I screamed to my wife, my friends, they got out, the three of us saw it, and I said, you know, and they all knew it was something unusual. That was my first sighting. Okay, now who knows? Okay, meteoric bull ride. There are many people that can dispute that that wasn't real. But I, I know what I saw. I know what my friends saw. I know what my wife saw. Those things were moving. They were glowing fast. They were flying in formation. And they were doing uh, enough speed to get from basically the right side of my eyes to the left side of my eyes mm. really fast. So Dan Aykroyd, I do believe, has had quite a few 
It's been something that's been quite outspoken on the UFO topic. I actually listened to that episode of Joe Rogan when it was released. Ah. Um, it's uh, Dan Aykroyd's really is a fascinating character. He wrote the original Ghostbusters film. So and he's also, if anybody's drunk in Crystal Head vodka, uh, the Crystal Head bottles, that's his vodka company as well. So he's he he is a big guy to come out with UFOs, and that's a, a quite a well descript descripted sort of sighting as well. Unsure about the height though, it's like a hundred thousand feet. Yeah, it's, it's quite, a, quite hard to gauge. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> What's that? It's thirty thousand meters. Of course, he's quite, like I said, quite well versed in like being on planes, being in yes. helicopters and stuff. And like the way he just rounds off, like it wasn't this, it wasn't this, it wasn't this, is what it wasn't this. Yeah. And again, it shows that he's done a bit of due diligence on what I saw, and quite a few people saw. It wasn't just him; it was his friend, was his was it his wife? Yeah. So, and he he is a credible guy. Like you say, he's he's clearly tried to discount normal stuff which is really good um and the fact that people are doing it rather than just blindly saying oh i just saw this this alien spaceship and nobody else did and it was incredible the way of saying it sounded a bit like he's probably been challenged quite a lot in the past yeah. like he's probably been used to people saying oh it was venus or it's birds or it's this he's like it's not this it's not this it's not this it's not that yeah so it's pretty good yeah, definitely, definitely. And to go on someone's show like Joe Rogan's show, Joe Rogan potentially would push back quite hard on stuff like that. Because Joe Rogan went through a phase of believing UFOs and aliens and all that kind of stuff. Then he sort of stepped back from that that thought. And I think he over the last few years now he's he's gone back into the mindset that oh actually aliens could could exist. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd, very credible from my, my point of view on that one. Next one, our final bit of this section. Yes. Is Shirley MacLaine. Not in my age group, just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking, she's like, maybe 90? Maybe yeah, definitely 90? not. Definitely not. Uh, <laughs> she was retiring so, as I was born. <laughs> so I, I hadn't heard of her, so I was Googling her a little bit. So yeah, um, she's a very big actress. Yeah, actress, singer, and all lots of things. So she was on Larry King. Larry King's like Larry King's like the old school version of Jimmy Fallon, like that kind of talk show host kind of guy. The part of this as well, which is pretty interesting, which we'll come on to after it, but um, let's just uh, listen to this one. Have you ever seen one? Yes. What did you see? Craft. That's about it. When it comes to uh, how I felt when I saw it, I'm like you. I don't go that much into the feeling. I want to go, wait a minute, I just saw a craft and it went like that. I saw many of them in Peru. Oh, my Lord, I went way up at 13,000 feet and all the scientists had people there, um, the skies, searching the skies, making evidence, making pictures, etc. I mean, it was like a an skewed bowling alley watching all this craft dart across the... Why do you think, and it would be a guess, they have not arrived and talked to us? I think that for some reason, uh, our governments, especially the American government, don't want to disclose it. Why? I... I wouldn't fear it. You would fear it. Well, Larry, I think it would cause some problems. But, But besides that, you know, my big reason for thinking they don't, Aside from military-industrial complex losing control, mm-hmm. which I said once on your show about 60 years ago, it was the idea that if they are traversing space in such large distances, they have free energy. If we knew about that free energy, all the global elite would be out of money. Some interesting points. Mm-hmm. She makes there about the closure and um, the energy thing. Yeah, the free energy, definitely interesting. Um, and it almost sounds like she she has a bit of knowledge about all of that, and she's thought about it. Just to say about free energy and if they've traversed that far, they must have free energy. 
Oh, yeah, a way to utilize whatever to travel. Yeah. Without needing fuel. Yeah. The fact that she said it was a bit like a bowling alley and they're traversing sort of the area. Yeah. It's, it's, it definitely sounds like an interesting sighting she's had. They didn't say how long ago it was. I don't know no, I was just about to say, it didn't say how long ago it was. And you, you would like to think, and I don't know why still, we've got the guy from Glee who'd managed to record something, but nobody else had. Again, it's that, that frustrating little bit where they go, oh, I've had this sighting, and it, it ends there. Yeah. Or some other people saw it with me. Cool. Didn't any of those have a device to capture a photograph? But I, I don't know, some people just don't use mobile phones. Some people just don't. Their downtime is their downtime. It's yeah, as well as like, and if you start looking down at your phone, like with um, Sanjay, when we had yeah. on a couple of weeks ago, so he saw like a Bigfoot type creature, looked down at his phone, by the yeah. time he looked back up, it's gone. Yeah. So there's that, like, say, you yeah. don't want to take your eyes off it in case it does disappear. Yeah. Or you've lost where you're looking to, especially looking yeah. in the sky at night or whatever, to yeah. lose exactly where you were looking. Yeah, I suppose you're just in the moment at that point. And you, you, it's difficult to say because until you're in that situation, you don't know how you're going to react. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like for my sighting, this was before mobile phones, so I can't say whether I would have got my phone out because I don't know because we didn't have him in our pockets. Yeah, I mean, the, the one I saw when I was at Disneyland Paris, I was on a ride at the time, so there was no chance I was getting yeah, my phone yeah. out. And I, I, it wasn't even a thought in my head to even think about that. I remember, I can vividly remember seeing it. I just looked up, saw it, but I didn't once think I should get a phone out and have a look at this, mm. take a few snaps. It was just like, oh, there's something there. Yeah, I think when, like, if you see something really profound, like if it's like, a light in the sky it looks like a satellite that's moving out there. It's a sighting, but it's not like if you see a craft outside your window or walking through the forest and you can see an occupant, that is a life-changing moment. And the last thing you're probably thinking about is getting your phone out because especially if you've not really got a belief in that sort of thing or if maybe you've been someone who's against sort of aliens and ghosts, that sort of thing, then all of a sudden you see something that completely changes your view of the world. Yeah. Your life's just been turned upside down. So you're probably not thinking about getting your phone out. No, exactly. To, to record. Well, I like what Larry King said as well, but not about disclosure. Mm. He said, I don't fear disclosure, is what he said. So it'll be interesting to sort of see what his thoughts are, whether he yeah. believes, whether he, what his opinions are. The way he said, I, I, I wouldn't fear disclosure. Just like he's saying, don't care what they tell me. I think some people, they know that, like in their head, they know aliens, for want of a better phrase, exist. Some people will not accept it regardless of what they're told and other people on the fence. So I think if you're that steadfast in your mind, you know you've done a little bit of research, maybe, or you've had your own sighting, you you don't need to be told that aliens are real because you kind of know anyway. I don't think I fear disclosure either. I think I think what is good about the whole thing is if... I mean, I, I, I believe there's some sort of alien civilization that comes from which however they get it i don't know but i believe there is something that comes and people see it and yes. people get abducted I, I i do believe that yeah um obviously being an abductee or an experiencer in that way is obviously scary for them people that have gone through it yeah and some have a lifetime of these experiences and these things happening to them mm-hmm but if this civilization were going to do harm to us as a whole, we'd already be gone. Definitely. So that's why you don't need to fear it, because if they were going to destroy us or make us slaves or all the Hollywood alien invasion routes to go down, I think they would have done it already. Yeah, I, I completely agree. They clearly don't mean mass harm to us. Um maybe like say for experimentation for observation if anything that's the, that's what they're doing yeah it could be like us with other animals on this planet we we have a look at them to find out 
how they tick and learn more about more about stuff. And I imagine if we, when we go to Mars and we see these colonies on Mars, potentially, um, that if we are sort of almost the alpha technology, uh, the dominant or top of the food chain or whatever you want to call it, and we go down there and start doing that, they'd probably have a similar thing thought to us having it done to us that um oh if they wanted to kill us all we'd be dead by now as well so yeah so it's not what quite what hollywood makes out (laughs) certainly in the the 50s and that when people were people taking over brains and and all that kind of stuff and some of the old school ufo and Mm -hmm. alien films um (laughs) but yeah no interesting accounts from people that are influential in their own field and fields especially i like the nfl one the fact that an nfl player has come out and said that that's massive yeah and, and a prominent like you could have someone that's a defensive tackle for the bills like no one no one's gonna know him like yeah. really not gonna know the name but some of the ilk of aaron Rodgers it makes it that extra like yeah let's take let's take note of this guy yeah yeah, and I think, I think out of all of them that we've listened, I mean Miley Cyrus's one is, is another big one, a big named one. But the NFL player, I think, is I think they've got a lot more to lose than somebody like Miley Cyrus by coming out and saying these things. Because kind of with Miley, you kind of like, actually, I'm not even surprised she said that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, after everything she's sort of done publicly over the last say ten years or so, and like all the stuff she's done, and the transformation from like Hannah Montana up to to modern day Miley Cyrus, it's not a not a shocking thing from her. But Aaron Rodgers, NFL, that that's the one for me. I think that yeah, I agree. Um, is the most influential out of the lot. I would say yeah. So what we do is we'll end the show with. A handful of other celebrity experiences. We're not going to talk about these, we're just playing out just to end the show with. So, yeah, that's it for this week. We hope Thanks everyone had us. a very happy new year. Yes, yes. Here's to 2022. Looking forward to it already. And don't forget to check out linktree.com forward slash pursuit of the paranormal for all our different links, our website, our buy me coffee, our merchandise store. You can hear interviews that we've been on other podcasts on there. You can get in contact with us there. You want to say hello. You want to talk about anything we've talked about in today's episode about diversity, about younger people, about women getting involved in the topic. Let us know what you think. Do you agree with us or are we talking shit? Just uh, let us know. (laughs) And yeah, we'll see you next week. Sammy Hagar talking to How Disturbed. Were you visited by aliens as well? Yeah, and I had a UFO experience, and uh, that was in 67, 68. And you weren't high or anything? No, I didn't do drugs. I didn't even drink back then. And who visited? They just randomly picked me, and I I woke up while they were doing it. I'm going, what the fuck's going on? My room was white. I mean, I was like, I couldn't see anything. It was a complete whiteout. I laid there, couldn't move. All of a sudden, they said in another language, just telepathy, uh, this is done, you know, he's waking up or whatever, and, and they yelled a numerical code that was obviously, you know, like your your passcode to get into your shit, you know? Yeah. And boom, it was like, it was almost like a wire in the air. And, and, when, and I woke up and it was black, and I was shaking and I couldn't move. Nick Jonas on Late Night with Seth Mays. Uh, Demi Lovato, you are friends with Demi Lovato, you work with Demi Lovato. Oh, she, uh, she's been on the show, she's absolutely lovely. She has some ideas about things, uh, aliens, very much believes in that. Yeah, we, we, she and I have talked about this a lot. And do, now, when you talk, do you try to disabuse her of these ideas, or no, are you no, totally no. on board? I am on board. You are on so board. So when I was 14, maybe I was in my backyard playing basketball with some friends, and I looked up in the sky, and there was three flying saucers. Really? So this is Hollywood, and everyone was like, it's a movie, it's a movie set. And I was convinced it was real. And, and I looked up online, uh, and there was three identical sightings in other states. Wow. And uh, so I'm a firm believer in aliens. Gotcha. Trust real life. Dan Aykroyd on the Joe Rogan experience. I was in Montreal, Canada, and I was on the 23rd floor of the Queen Elizabeth Hotel, and this would have been when we were doing Patron uh, in Canada, the Patron tequila promotion, and that was, would have been in the early 2000s. 
And uh, and I looked um, up and uh, up beyond the window there, and I saw this. It just looked like an a, a, an air mattress turned over on its you know with with the with the bubbles on the bottom. It was huge. It was 150 feet long, 50 feet wide. Gray. It was a gray, rainy day in Montreal, broad daylight, and here was this thing at the 23rd story of the uh, hotel. And I'm looking at it, and it moves slowly down St. Catherine Street, and I'm thinking. Where are the wires? Where are the wires? Where? It's got to be a balloon. It's got to be. There's no Thanksgiving Day parade here. What? What? What is that? And my friends are with me. What is that? And it come along and it just parked outside the window. We looked at it. Big gray thing with these bulbs underneath. And then it slowly turned, and we saw the full length of it. And then it went around the corner. We ran out in the hall, and we just watched it drift kind of sideways off over the St. Lawrence River and disappear. Shaquille O'Neal on Jimmy Kimmel Live. And you know what's crazy? I never told anybody that story. In oh. 1997, me and yeah. one of my good friends, Chris Flores, we were on a double date. His, his, the girl he married, her name is Melissa, her friend named Melissa. We were on a double date. We are coming from Hollywood Video in Madera, California. And right when we passed the fairground, by this big open lot, I could have swear I saw a flying saucer come down with all the lights and it was spinning and it just and it took off and everything happened in less than five seconds and we all looked at each other and was like and I know that it was a UFO. I don't care what anybody says. You never told anybody about that? Nope, you're the first person I told because I don't want people to think I'm crazy. But right, right. Pursuit of the Paranormal with Ash and Greg.